the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for the blessed privilege of sharing God's word with you today. As Pastor Rander continues his series on making the most of the precious gift of time, he shares biblical insights on finding balance in our Christian lives. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. Therefore, we have all we need to do what God assigns to us according to His will, not our will. The question is, are we willing to do so? We must trust God, follow His lead and the path He has prepared for us. For He and He alone knows the plans He has for us. Have Bible pen and paper handy. Good morning. Isn't it good to be in the house of God? We praise our Lord from whom all blessings flow. It is good to be in the house of God when so many are being persecuted for the cause of Christ around the world. And Lord, we pray that you would help me now to preach this message in the power of the spirit. I pray, Father, that you help us to be focused and entrenched in your word. It is our prayer, Lord, that our minds not wonder that we not allow distraction to take our minds from that which you want us to hear for this appointed time. Help me to be a voice to your people from you to convey truth from the potent, powerful, authoritative, inspired word of the living God. Bring clarity this morning that lies be the richer and even more those who are lost would be saved. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, it's just good to pray and then pray and then pray. The Lord himself said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. This is part three, the final message in the series that commenced on the first Sunday of the year. Uh, we'll be transitioning uh, next Sunday. Next Sunday, we will commence uh, preaching through the book of, of Jonah. And uh, so you come ready. We're going to start with the introduction, and then we're going to go all the way through the entirety of that book. We're going to take our time and go, you know, I, I'm slow. I'm a slow preaching preacher because I want to glean all the nuggets that God will have us to have. So if you want a notebook on Jonah, now's the time to get it in place so that you can hear a word from the Lord through that precious book uh, from God. But as of now, we are going to preach part three, how to make the most with the precious gift of time. How to make the most with the precious gift of time. Ephesians chapter five, verses 15 through 17 says, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. 
how to make the most with the precious gift of time. Time is so precious. Time is so valuable. It is a gift from God to us. And we, could, we, are, we ought to be good stewards of the time that God has entrusted to us. The truth be told, we don't have much time as we think we have, and which means that we, may, we need to make the most of it right now. And uh, time is a valuable commodity. And I thank God for the time he has allotted us. And the truth be told, all of us have misused that gift. All of us have procrastinated. All of us have wasted time. And the sad, but sadly, the time we've messed up we can't go back into yesterday and get more time and refix it. We can't do that. But we can stop and look at what are we doing with our time today as unto the Lord and make the most of it starting today. So just how do we make the most with the precious gift of time? Number one, you're not using your time wisely if you are habitually late for your appointments, work, meetings, special events, and even coming to church on Sunday. You are not using your time wisely if you are habitually late for your appointments. You, you, you plan to be late because you don't think about being proactive with your time. Uh, many lose their jobs because they can't come to work on time. Many are late for meetings, special events, and even disrespect God by just coming to church on a regular basis late. Every one of us has been late to something at some point due to unforeseen uh, circumstances that we have no control over. Those things will happen. We're not talking about that. However, if you are habitually late and unconcerned about not being on time, then this attitude of heart does not please the Lord. Furthermore, habitual tardiness is inconsiderate and rude to others and does not express your love for them. 1 Corinthians 13, 5 says, love does not behave rudely. If people have to habitually wait on you, that is rude, that is insensitive, and it shows that you don't care about their time. Being habitually late also damages your good name and reputation. You can be a very skilled worker, a very, very skilled, or very good at what you do, have a good reputation and character in the community. But if you're always late, it blemishes your reputation. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 1a says a good reputation is more valuable than costly perfume. So don't mess up your reputation because of your habitual lateness. We should be known for being trustworthy with our time, dependable with our time, and not for being late and slothful because it demonstrates our, our lack of concern for others. Not being on time causes those who are waiting on you to become frustrated. She's late again. What time is she going to get here? What time is he going to get here? It causes them to be stressed and have a bad attitude in the meeting. The meeting goes uh, AWOL because people are upset. Now you don't have a good meeting. The habitually late person does not consider the time of others as more important than his own, which is selfishness. 
Philippians chapter two, verses three and four also says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Well, you really not impressing others if you're always late. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. If you struggle with being on time, make up your mind to plan ahead and leave in plenty of time for the unexpected. Amen? How do you make the most of your time? Secondly, we make the most and best use of our time when we are willing to allow the Holy Spirit to help us balance our Christian life. Balancing the Christian life, balancing your life is so essential if if you're going to make the most of your time. The Gospel of John chapter 14 verse 26a says, but the helper... And the helper is the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things. And the Lord, the Lord will use the Holy Spirit to help you balance your time so that you could be more productive with your time, which which also means that you cannot balance your life without the aid and the enablement of the Holy Spirit. How do you balance your Christian life? How do you bring balance to it? Uh, A, ask the Holy Spirit to set your agenda each day before you even get out of bed. Ask the Holy Spirit to set your agenda each day in prayer. Talk to God in prayer. B, prioritize the things that are most important. Make a list of what you need to do that day and, and prioritize it so the lesser things don't be, it, the lesser things is not done first. The most important things are done first. That's how you make the most of your day and when you get to the end of the day, you can feel pretty good about it because you, you're not procrastinating on the most important. And C, do not get frustrated when the unexpected happens, because it will, it will. When it does, ask God for guidance to navigate the circumstances. When the unexpected happen, uh, ask the Lord to help you to adjust, to help you refocus. Ask the Lord to help you re-engage in what you were previously doing before the distraction, before the unexpected happened. Be mindful. Life is not without its setbacks. And everything is not going to go as planned. Making the most of the time God has given us requires spiritual commitment. Pastor Rander encourages us with these words of wisdom to help us. Begin each day by asking the Holy Spirit to set and prioritize our agenda. Expect the unexpected. Gain spiritual insights on how we spend our time. Set the example for our children. Set personal goals. Acknowledge our limitations and boundaries. Confront the realities of life. And realize the importance of rest and relaxation. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Okay, let me say it again. Everything is not going to go as planned. That is why it is best to say 
if it is the Lord's will. If it is the Lord's will. I, sometimes we come in uh, and uh, to work here at the church, and I think I'm going to do some sermonizing and some of this and that, and all of a sudden, one call, somebody dies, and everything is topsy-turvy, or somebody has done something tragic, or uh, something happens that's really terrible, and the whole day has to be rearranged because what has just happened that we didn't factor into that particular day. You have to expect the unexpected, especially in, 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 in church life. It's very, very fluid, very, very fluid. Things can happen uh, uh, on a dime. It can be so calm, and all of a sudden, we're engaged in a tremendous crisis. That's the nature of ministry, and that's just the nature of church when you're dealing with so many families at this church. Thirdly, to make the most of your time, if you're married, get your spouse's perspective on how you are spending your time. Get your spouse's perspective on how you're spending your time and what may be stealing it. They'll tell you. (laughs) If you are not married, then ask a trusted friend, a Christian friend who will tell you the truth because they love you and not tell you what you want to hear. Apart from God, your spouse know you better than anyone else. If you give them permission, they will speak words of wisdom to assist you in using your time wisely. And, and uh and then when you speak wisdom, spouse, uh, say, don't say it's about time you ask me for some, about something. You know, don't, don't get cocky. You know, say thanks for asking me, for considering me. And that encourage more of that. Don't, don't say you should have been doing that 20 years ago. Uh, be kind. Be nice. Minister with your words. Let me ask you a question. What's consuming your time? Is it entertainment? Is that stealing your time? Is it Facebook? Is it Twitter? Is it texting? Or is it the cell phone? Is it the tablets? Is it Alexa? (laughs) Is it personal recreation? Is it a talk show? Talk, 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 talk. The Bible says the kingdom is not about talk. What's consuming your time? Is it shopping? You go from one store to the next store and you stay perpetually broke? Or is it your career? You work, 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 work. Ow, ow, ow. Honey, I'm late. I'll be, well, I got to work some extra hours. It's all about money. you just driven by money. You, you got to have more. You got more than you. You're you all right, but you just feel insecure that you got to have more. You want more. more. You're just not satisfied. You, pay, you end up paying Uncle Sam more than you put in your pocket. <laughs> You know, is your, is your career, uh, has it enveloped you to the point that your career defines who you are and you, and you don't have the joy of the Lord because, because you, you, you're not in the presence of God? You don't slow down enough to worship him? Is it your career that's stealing your job, your, 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 your time? Or is it relationships? I declare today that some people spend more time with other people than they do with God. More time with other people than they do their husband, their wife, their family. Hang out with the boys, hang out with the girls, hang out with... It's all right to do that, but even that has to be brought into perspective. That has to be brought in balance. Uh, Relationships 
can sap up all of your time. You can't be all things to all people and be successful from God's perspective. Proverbs 15.22 says, without counsel, plans fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. Number four, teach your children how to make the most of their time early in life. Teach your children how to make the most of their time early in their lives, and they will thank you for it later in life. Parents, you cannot teach time management if you are not good stewards of it yourself. (laughs) Get that now. You cannot teach time management if you're not a, a good steward of time yourself. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he or she should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. This means when giving assignments to your children, give them a realistic time the task is to be completed. They need an end time. It needs to be realistic. It needs to be done with sensitivity. And you're teaching them how to manage their time so that they can be productive citizens in this world as well as in the kingdom of Almighty God. How do you make the most of your time? I wish I had had this uh, 50 years ago. <laughs> you know, you, but, but be that as it may, here we are today and we can start from this day forward. Amen. Number five, you make the most of your time when you set personal goals with completion dates. Don't just make goals, but put a date on that goal to be completed by. You make the most of your time when you set personal goals with completion dates and follow through on them. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. Okay. Okay, so you got to say, I would like to have this done by, by. and if you set, if you set that time, that completion time, at least you know you, you missed it, but if you don't set it, you don't even know you missed it. Amen? Luke 14, 28 through 30 says, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. To successfully reach your goals, you must evaluate where you are in life. Now, you must say to yourself, where you want, where do you want to be in the future? You must be willing to make adjustments. In other words, what adjustments you need to make in the process to reach the desired goals God has placed in your heart. Let me just reiterate that. To successfully reach your goals, you must evaluate where you are in life, where you want to be, And what adjustments you need to make in the process to reach the desired goals God has placed in your heart. 
sit before the Lord and, and you talk to him about it and interact with him about his will and plan for your life. And God will work it out if you give him room in your life and allow his voice to be dominant in your life and not the competing voices of this world system. Uh, then number six, if you're going to make the most of your time, you must be honest with your limitations and know your boundaries. Be honest with your limitations and know your boundaries. In other words, you are wasting time when you are not functioning in your area of giftedness. You will become unproductive, frustrated, and miserable when you are attempting to serve beyond your capabilities. Let me just say that again. You will become unproductive, frustrated, and miserable when you are attempting to serve beyond your capabilities. Romans 12, 6a says, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. We're not all going to have the same gifts. We, God, God has made us all different, unique, and he's gifted us in unique ways. God has a purpose and plan for, for our life, but it will not come to fruition if you try to become someone you're not. God doesn't call you to be like everybody else. You were created to be uniquely you. Now, now if you try to be like somebody else, you're just only a copy of the original. Okay? You need to be your own original in the law. Are y'all hanging with me? I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you now. Go, go take it in. Go swallow it. Go, okay. I said, I said again, God has a purpose and plan for your life, but, but it will not come to fruition if you try to be someone you are not or try to make yourself fit where you don't belong. Refuse to be jealous of the gifts, talents, and skills of others, and that's including your spouse. That's including your spouses are jealous of other spouses' gifts. No, that you compliment one another. God has gifted you uniquely, differently. Thank God for the differences. If you if you both want to be the same in every way, one of y'all is not needed. <laughs> God made you different. And you don't want to, God is a God of diversity. God is a creative God. And, and stop trying to put people in your box. You got to do it this way. No, they don't have to do it that way. That, that's not the only way things can be done. That's more one way to get to your house. Huh? <laughs> if that person want to go another way, if it's a long way, let them take the scenic route. Don't fall out. Because he wants to take the scenic route. Now, he might be lost, but let him take the scenic route. (laughs) Know what God has gifted you to do and then do it with all your heart. Know what God has gifted you to do and then do it with all your heart. You're going to answer to God for what he has gifted you to do. Not everybody else. You can't be like me. You are not me. I'm me. You are you. 
And I need to appreciate you for who you are. And you need to appreciate, appreciate me for how God created me. And watch God work so uniquely in blending us together and bringing us together in unity of the spirit. And watch us just flourish as we appreciate the differences in each other. Number seven, delegation is so important when it comes to managing our time wisely. Delegation is so important when it comes to managing our time wisely. Uh, I I hope you have your Bible here. I know you got those, uh, uh, those little cell phones and gadgets and tablets, but sometimes you need the Bible so you can turn the pages and, and write in them and make little side notes and stuff because I'm going to say some things here. Uh, if you have your Bible, but if you don't, just go and use the software. Exodus chapter 18, verse 14, then verses 17 through 19a, And then we'll skip down to verses 21 and 22. I can't read all of it in its entirety. You can read the whole chapter and get the whole gist. But I'm just going to read portions of it so we can can see what God is saying. Delegation is so important when it comes to managing our time wisely. Uh, In Exodus chapter 18, verse 14, it starts here. So when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did for the people... His father-in-law said, look look at the father-in-law, daddy-in-law here. What is this thing that you are doing for the people? In other words, he said, Moses, what you doing, man? Let's put it in common expression. Why do you sit alone? Underline that alone. Don't be afraid to mark in your Bible. Sit alone and all the people. You know how many people? Was it was made up that Israeli society about two point four million? It was over two million. Why do you sit? Why do you alone sit and all the people? That's a bunch of them standing in line, you know, stand before you from morning until evening. That's all day Monday, all day Tuesday. Morning to evening, dealing with their issues. As Christians, our top priority is glorifying and serving our Heavenly Father. Life is too short, and the times in which we live bear unquestionable evidence that we must stand for what is right and good according to the Word of God. We must stand up for Jesus who came to save us from our sins. How can we not make the most of God's precious gift of time? If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.